there's a lot of sports bars in these areas and that's great and all but there's not a really like a place where it's a real sense of community and that's what 12 west here was supposed to be uh, and, and i feel like that's what it's it's become Tap that AZ. I'm your host, Eric Walters. With me, I've got Chris Dodson. Chris has been doing some awesome, awesome editing of the sound beauty of this, and he's been doing a great job. So, writing great content too, right, for Arizona Food and Beer. Yeah, it's been a fun experience. I appreciate yeah. the opportunity. Yeah, now he's going to be co-hosting. So, we're at 12 West and Gilbert at the Barn One, right? Or yep. Is, barn, or is barn, barn None. Barn One. Barn Barnone. Barnone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're with Noel Garcia from 12 West. Uh, 12 West single-handedly responsible for getting me on the hazy train. So with, oh, that, well. with that Kalax. Thanks. So, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so let's tap into 12 West. Congrats on one year, right? You guys just hit one year? Yeah, we just hit one year. Uh, it was a really fast year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it came up really, like, really quick. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been insane. We've, uh, we started off as like a tiny little project that Brian and I, uh, Brian's my, my business partner. Uh, we started it off like in, I don't know, probably a hundred square feet in a garage. And then we're like, Hey, this, uh, let's, let's actually like start to do this. And, uh, now it just took over everything and we have a 10 rail system with like 120 barrels worth of fermentation at any time. So it's been it's been a crazy ride, and it's about to get a whole lot crazier next year. So, really, yeah. why? Well, <clears throat> um, next year is the start of uh, a project that we're um, we're like putting together called Cuvée Verdad. Cuvée means in French means tank. Uh, Verdad means truth in Spanish, so kind of French and Spanish. So true tank, uh, and that's that's barrels. You know, true tank would be a barrel. Uh, but that's our mixed fermentation sour project. And we're actually looking at uh, a, couple, a space in downtown Mesa to put just a, like a sour room uh, in. So that'll be our, technically our second location. Just a sour room, meaning like just a, like nobody going in tap room type of place. Well, or? we'll have a tap room there. Oh. Uh, it'll be small, but the main focus of it will be everything's going to be like bottle conditioned and bottle release. And so it's just kind of like, you know, uh, an outlet for me and my, uh, my lead brewer, Jay, to kind of play with. So he, uh, he comes from that cult, like that, uh, that kind of culture of uh, mixed fermentation. So I'm going to really take advantage of that. Yeah. And that's big right now, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so can I ask you an ignorant question? Sure. What does mixed fermentation mean? So <clears throat> mixed fermentation, mixed culture, mixed fermentation is um, pretty much you take wort like you would normally do when you uh, make a beer and you, uh, when you put it in whatever, a barrel or a food or you add an inoculant. So that'd be bacteria or wild yeast. Um, and that's pretty much it. And then from there you blend, like you take different barrels and you blend them and kind of try to get different flavor profiles out of that. Um, but, you know, it's also in the lines of fruited sours and, you know, we're, we're going to try to, well, I know we're not going to try, we're actually going to do, uh, <laughs> <coughs> we're going to do, uh, uh tra- like as close as we can get to a traditional Lambic style. Wow. So oh, nice. Yeah. That's really cool. And so backtrack a little bit, you've been, you started home brewing, like that was your, your forte into the, into the beer world. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, <clears throat> I started in a garage like I think most well no actually I started in a kitchen started in a kitchen uh, I think like most people um and then that slowly grew into the garage and uh, a lot of horrible horrible batches came out of those (laughs) did Um, you drink them all no no I I uh, I couldn't bring myself to do that a lot of drinking while I was brewing and that was a bad idea for me (laughs) so uh you do that too much and uh you forget like did I add hops (laughs) <laughs> Maybe. Let's just add some more. How long so. was this boil supposed to be? Right, exactly. <laughs> just things like that. So I was I was always on that, uh, like, a- after, you know, doing that a couple of times, I was always like, okay, no beers till after the boil. Yeah. So, yeah. 
was that the moment that you realized like, okay, maybe this is, this is the path I should be going down when you take that. Cause when you stop drinking while you do something, that yeah. means it's getting pretty serious. Right? <laughs> that's, that's very true. <laughs> um, for, for me, that kind of like that, that moment was, uh, when I stopped, um, when I stopped kind of just trying to wing it and really like put, you know, some effort into learning how everything's done. Um, and then I just started reading and then next thing I knew I was just like, you know, in like 10 books deep, you know, and, uh, and just trying to like make every new batch better than the last and then trying to get more consistent. And then I realized that my beer was getting better and I was having a lot of good feedback. So I started, you know, poking the brains of a lot of like the, you know, kind of the trailblazers here, like Steve McFate, uh, John Lane, and then, you know, Matt Trethaway over at BRI. Uh, you're not a trailblazer, Matt. Chill. Like, <laughs> he was I, lo- like, I yes. love you. Yeah. I love you. No, he's he's going to let that go to his head, and then I won't. I won't. No, I'm just kidding. I love that guy. That's um, a good group of guys, though, to, to yeah. learn from. They're all so open. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I you know, the, I couldn't have had the knowledge that I have now without, you know, their help. Yeah. And so that's always been, like, a, uh, a big thing for me is always... Uh, education so if someone comes up to me and asks me a question or they just want some of my time on how I did this or how I'm doing that I'm, I'm always happy to help because um, those guys took the time I, mean, I was annoying probably I assume I was annoying <laughs> like really annoying like hey just let me just let me sit here and just I'll just watch it's fine don't worry about it you know so but uh, yeah that's uh, that taking that moment of, of uh, me you know, kind of wanting to get better was the was kind of the time when I was like, I should probably do this for a living. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that they that they let you in, too. Like uh, Steve McFate told me a story about when he went to Colorado to that guy's beer school. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, but he said that he felt the same. He's like, I felt I was being annoying. But I'm like, but he saw something in you to say, come up. And with those guys, they're like, come on in, man. Like they, Because I think what happens with a lot of people getting into this this industry, it becomes an obsession. Right? I mean, oh, was yeah. it, is that what it was for you? It was, I think, I don't is there a word that you can use for more than an obsession? I, there, there should be. Like, I was Love insane, like, about it. Like, <laughs> like I was, like, crazy uh, to the point where I would, like, almost sleep in my garage. Really? I was brewing, like, four times a week. Wow. Yeah. And this lot. is while you were working, too. Yeah. Like, while yeah. you had a career, which is, what did you do? What did you do before? Uh, so, this? I was an engineer for C.B. Richard Ellis for, okay. that was the last job that I had, uh, you know, before I stepped into 12 West, but I was an engineer for like 10 years. Super fun. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the video for the expression on his face when he, yeah. When he says, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you clearly miss it. No, I do not. Not at all. Not, not one bit. <laughs> did it, did it, was that part of it too? Was it kind of like, I want to get away from this and then you found this and so you kind of ch- went after that? Yeah. It's kind of both. I mean, I had a lot of like, um, you know, my, what my friends like to call expensive hobbies. Uh, I, you know, I built cars for a while. I was, you know, in bands and those were all fun. Uh, but beer was where I really like found myself. And so, yeah, that was like an outlet for me. Like it was, you know, shitty day, shitty day, shitty day. And then I just could get into like actual brewing and I felt like calm and I felt like myself. And that's why I I think I kept doing it more. So, I mean, I really hated my job. <laughs> <laughs> I can see on your face, the smile that you're away from it is yeah. like, is priceless. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Let me take a picture real quick of that face. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was like, I learned a lot from, you know, working in that field and, and that's great. Uh, and I will always have that, but I'll never go back, yeah. you know, yeah. but I'm glad I'm doing what I'm, what I'm doing now. It's, it's a lot better. Well, from what I understand too, because I was we were I was telling you before, my wife works work, works for that same yeah. company too on the on the management side of it, uh, property management side, and the engineers you guys were so hands on, so you probably learned so much of that you could implement into doing stuff that you're doing here with the brewing the beer. Absolutely, a lot of the mechanical portions of it, and then you know the water chemistry portions of it were kind of a big help there. Um, you know, just learning learning a lot how actually like cities work into buildings which actually helps out with 
building a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> so that, you know. That, that's int- what do you mean by that? What? So just like how, for example, like where we get our water, like our water source. Okay. Um, I mean, we're pulling from like three different reservoirs, you know, at our, at our location. So we use RO and that'll, it'll change slightly depending on which reservoir we're pulling from. But some people out, um, out here I know that are home, like homebrewers don't have that luxury of having like a full RO system. So they're just using like a carbon filter, using nothing at all. And so knowing exactly where your water is coming in at, like how hard it is, what the alkalinity is, all of that stuff is really important for beer. So that's why, to, you know, that, that, that helped me in that aspect. Nice. And it's interesting, too, because the more I learn about, about this industry and the process of brewing beer, you're basically, I don't even know if this is a real word, but a hydrologist, right? You're, yeah. a, water, you're a water scientist. <laughs> yeah. Because right. that has so much impact. I'm, I, I've talked to people that said, you know, if you're brewing beers like San Diego style or whatever it is, you, you're, you're trying to match that, that water. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of it is, um, I guess, matching the style uh, of water that you want, but also a lot of it is just finding what works for your recipe. Mm. And I think that's more important because attacking like a, a water style that's, you know, of a certain region is great. And that's like if you want to get like, you know, a Saison or, a, you know, an Irish stout. But like what really making it understanding what you're using and how water impacts um, your like your wort um, is, is a huge deal. Um, I mean, even even up to the like finished beer, it's you can play with that and make things kind of like pop where you want them to, or shine where you want them to, whatever. Yeah. So, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you decided, hey, I'm going to do this professionally. You went to the bank, withdrew some money, started a brewery, opened up, and everything was easy from there, pretty much, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, opening <laughs> two, a brewery two, is super three days easy. from garage to here. I was like, well, yeah, it took me like, uh, like it was like six hours, <laughs> and, then, and then I had a brewery. Yeah. Uh, no, I uh, I had three failed projects before Twelve West. Oh, really? Like three breweries you were you were trying to get open? Yeah. Okay. So we were like in the process of it, and uh, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Partnerships, um, money. I mean, you, you name it. It was like a slew of things, but. I mean, I was, it took me from the time that I said, I'm going to really do this, uh, to actually opening up 12 West was five years. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. And just a grind ever the the whole time. Yep. Trying to do it while still loving that other job. Yep. While still really loving that job. (laughs) So, so much. And, you know, but luckily I had like, you know, support of my friends and, and everything and like my my three kids are like super supportive. They would help me out all the time. So, nice. I mean, that's that was always pretty great of them. So, but uh, yeah, five years. Um, but I mean, it kind of just happened out of the blue. I had one project um, that I was working on with a friend, and we went to Minneapolis to buy a dairy tank, uh, and it was like it cost us i don't know like three thousand dollars we we literally drove up there put it in the back of the truck drove it down and when we got it back we're like man are we gonna be able to open up this brewery i'm like dude we have to like we'll find a way and you know things just things just kind of didn't work out and we were both like maybe we should just give up and that day i went to go to handlebar out in um, apache junction with my buddy Adam Rahal and uh, we were sitting down and one of my other friends calls me and he's like, Hey, I know this guy. He wants to start a brewery. I threw your name in the ring. And I was like, cool. Like just consulting. He's like, yeah, yeah, just come over. He wants you to come over right now. Like, so just I was, it. like whatever you're doing. Drop yeah. It. yeah. Well, and so I finished my beer and I talked to Adam and I was like, Hey man, this guy wants to open up a brewery. Like, should I go over there? And he's like, yeah, go now. So I went over there and it was Brian McCormick and Brian and I kind of talked about it. And at first we were both like, you know, oh, what should I buy for a homebrew system? This and that. And uh, he he asked me, uh, he bought, well, he bought that homebrew system that I that I was telling him about that day. And I was like, okay, cool. So he, he got it a couple, like maybe like a week later. And then we started brewing on it, making changes. And then he's like, hey, maybe we should... Like we should actually like 
do this, like start like the real brewery. Like, would you want in? And I was like, I don't know. I'm still trying to do my own thing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just kind of pushing it off. And yeah. Finally, he like, you know, he talked me into it and, you know, we both agreed and, you know, and then we had 12 West and, you know, it's been kind of both our babies. Like we've, we've really taken, I mean, it, this means a lot to both of us. So it's just, it was nice to find a partner that would, that kind of understood that. So, so how did you end up in the bar one space? <laughs> so I've been, um, I've had friends that lived in the Agrotopia neighborhood for, for years. And one of the things that I got introduced to was, um, Joe Johnston's Oktoberfest party. It's a private party he does every year. Um, and that's when I first met Joe Johnston. And, uh, so we brought, I brought him, I remember I brought him some beer, um, in a growler and he was like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to make this for the next Oktoberfest? And nice. I was like, this yeah, was a home brew. This yeah was a just, home brew I was just yeah. homebrewing at the time. And then it just became like a yearly thing. And I just kept doing it year after year. And when this came up, he was like, Hey, do you want to go in here? And I tried to fit this in with another project. Uh, one of the other ones that I was trying to open up and it just didn't work out. And then while Brian and I were starting 12 West, I was like, Oh crap. Like I know a place. <laughs> so we were kind of like late on the ball to like get in here. But when we were, we, man, we built this place pretty fast, like afterwards. But, um, yeah, that's the, the only reason is cause I had a failed project before and, uh, and then, you know, I had the opportunity to come in here and this is why 12 West is in, you know, Barnon, Barnone, whatever you want to call Barnone, it. Yes. Barnone, yes. <laughs> so, so not a failed project at all. Huge success. Yeah, definitely yeah, not. yeah, yeah. So this, uh, yeah, it was, it's crazy how this year has been, but yeah. What is this? Like what, is, because this is my first time. I basically live like a 45 minute flight north of here. <laughs> <laughs> I live so far away, dude. Um, so this is my first time down here and this is awesome. Um, Aaron uh, from 8am films over here said, he's like, dude, wait till you see this place. He's like, this place is beautiful. Um, I called my wife as I was driving. I actually missed it the first time. Mm -hmm. So I had to turn around up there by the senior living facility. Yeah. Um, and I called my wife. I'm like, there's a street with trees lined in it. She's like, what? <laughs> Cause she's from Minnesota. I'm from uh, Ohio. Right. We don't see that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to send you a picture. Um, I'm like, this place is awesome. Awesome. So I haven't really dug into it too deep, but just on, on the surface, this place looks awesome. Yeah, so uh, Barnum is located in Agritopia. Um, Agritopia is like a urban farming community. Um, they have like a really nice, pretty much neighborhood. They've set it up to where um, everything's like very like community-based. I mean, all the neighbors know each other, uh, even by like streets. Like they all have like, you know, Kind of like their own posses by streets. The little hoods. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, um, but it was it was really um, it's it's really nice, and that kind of just um, bled off into like what Barnon is. So we have Joe's Farm Grill over um, like not too far away in the coffee shop. Um, but Barnon is essentially that it was it was a co-op space, and it's like a pretty much like a a community for like makers, right? So you have um, you have like Lettercraft that makes like wood wood things you know <laughs> wood things <laughs> um and then you have like the flower shop everybody loves flowers you have um uh, the vegan place um a Purdue kitchen uh, and then there's joe's machine shop there's a gunsmith and then there's a salon and then the winery next door oh there's uh, a winery over yeah. here oh yeah. nice so and then uh yes. yeah and then there's <laughs> i'm a big fan yeah. yeah yeah so there there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh different people in here that just make a lot of cool stuff yeah and when i walked through here it was really cool seeing like the machine like i'm like is this like a, a museum i'm like wait no they're I actually use this stuff yeah it's, it's really cool because it's it's um it, you guys fit perfectly handcrafted beer into this you know this is this is a really cool place yeah i mean i think that the whole goal of this was just like you know people that make things like for yeah. example fire and brimstone uh with their pizza and pretty much everything that they make is awesome. And so when you come into 12 West, if you order from them first, come over here, grab a beer, they'll give you a number, you sit down, and they'll just bring your order to you. Yeah. So it's like we have a restaurant, but not. You don't have to take <laughs> care of it. Right. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so everybody wins. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's like, again, like that whole community type of thing. Where yeah. We all just kind of work together. 
and there's there's actual a farm right where you you guys yep. can actually use the <clears throat> the produce and there's an orchard over here yep. right yeah absolutely yeah so uh agrotopia has its own farm i don't know how big it is but there's an orchard and then they they got a lot of land to plant stuff in so we're we're kind of working with um, the farmer now to grow some stuff specifically for us, nice. so we can put in beer, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's Will that really be cool. for your new project, or is that? Or, um, or it's it's during. Oh, I'm, during. I, I tend to just do a million things at once. <laughs> but you do. That's what's important. You, <laughs> you do it, right? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I have to execute. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so. But each thing you learn something new, you know, like you said, the failures before it weren't failures. It was just learning how to do it. No, no. I mean, the I, next I, time, I, yeah. I love to fail, and I, I, I like to learn from those moments. We don't fail, you're not learning anything, so yeah, right. I mean, I, I kind of welcome failure just because it's a, it's a way to kind of grow from that yeah. always. Yeah, I always say that I would rather, I would rather fail than regret. Absolutely. Know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but this, so you guys, I, I'd read that you guys, um, the, the, name, the name 12 West, um, Where'd that name come from? <laughs> so, 12 West is the address of where we're going to end up at, um, where our big location is, um, which might happen sooner than later. Uh, but it's um, it's on 12 West Main Street, and that's the name of the building. So, my business partner has owned this, this beautiful building um, since, I, I don't know how long, but it used to be a stationary store. And that's where he would go and get his, like, pencils and paper and whatnot for school. And he always loved the building. And then when it was up, like, he was like, I'm always going to buy this building. And when it was up for sale, he actually bought it. So wow. that was wow. that was crazy. Yeah. So you have, your, you have your space in Mesa. Are you keeping this space as well? You'll have both locations? or Yeah, so we'll have both locations uh, when that opens. Um <clears throat> We wanted to keep uh, this location at Bar None uh, just because it's so like dug into the community, um, and this has this serves a different purpose than what Twelve West Main will, um, and that and that that is is you know this is supposed to be smaller, more neighborhood friendly. Um, this is like your neighborhood bar. The Twelve West Main location will be kind of like our full restaurant bar brewery our production brewery will be there it's the the mothership if you will sure so that's that's the main point of that one now I, and i like that the, the, the your neighborhood bar that seems to really fit in with the whole agrotopia bar none yeah. like how do you was that part of your vision going coming into this space yeah i mean like i wanted to you know breweries were always made for kind of like your community right like that was that was kind of its purpose. It was a place, uh, like a place to, <clears throat> you know, uh, like a watering hole, um, and that's what I wanted to create because a lot, a lot of the times I feel like, you know, there's a lot of sports bars in these areas, and that's great and all, but there's not a real like a place where it's a real sense of community, and that's what, um, you know, 12 West here was supposed to be, for me anyways, uh, and, and I feel like that's what it's it's become. So we have, you know, our regulars that come in, and it's mostly like the neighborhood here that, well, the neighborhoods that here that kind of keep the lights on for sure. Nice. So with the that the the main location that you guys are planning on op opening up, and you said possibly soon, right? Sooner rather than later is a possibility. Um, that's in a really cool spot because you have like, was it Oro's right there, Desert Eagle, and then Cider Cores. Yeah, walking Cider distance right too. There. Yeah. So. We're going to have Cuvée there as well in that kind of like lineup. Uh -huh. um, so Cuvée is going to be a, something completely separate. So this is going to be, there's going to be 12S and then Cuvée. Correct. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So Cuvée is like uh, going to be in a space I, that I, I don't know where it's going to be yet because yeah. we're, we're still trying to find that, that spot. But definitely in downtown Mesa, we want to create, you know, something where if you want sour beer, it's going to be, like, right there. We make it, like, you know, in a separate building, but it's right there. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of creating culture down in, like, in uh, downtown Mesa, which has already been kind of, like, created with Cider Core and, and Oro there. And then you have Worth. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going to be going down there, um, especially since when we get down there, I'm really excited to 
kind of become a part of that. And there's and that's gonna be, that'll end up being the best probably in, in Arizona as far as like every like the best little crawl, right? Because I mean, flags Phoenix is everything so spread out. Tempe, everything is so spread out. Driving distance, right? You can hit up four or five places right. on a path. Um, Flagstaff's a little bit, actually a lot better than that, but it's still you know you're crossing the street, you're going over you know the railroad tracks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just and that's fun when you're drinking, right? Like train, yeah, train <laughs> shots at the, the altitudes, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> but right there, everything's going to be right there. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be cool, man. Like there's there's going to be so much going in there. Um, I mean, they have like this kind of like a what is that Desoto Market in Phoenix? They had a they're planning something like that down in downtown Mesa, and there's supposed to be a hotel built and uh, cocktail bars and all sorts of stuff, like a lot of nightlife um, and just a lot of kind of just makers and people that like to like craft stuff uh, will also be down there. So a lot of makers, which is which is good. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, I think there's a potential for a distillery to even be down there. Nice. So nice. you'll have the entire like you know range of Kind of your alcohol, if you will. Something for everyone. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that is nice. So, um, beer, right? We were drinking beer here, and you, I was telling you before too uh, that Kalax. So, I wasn't into the into the. I was I was kind of getting away from the the uh, west coast style ipas and i was almost like searching for something like i was wondering you know just like where do i go next where i go and i've tried a couple northeastern ipas i'm like nah um and then we went to a place over uh, my in-laws live in surprise and there's a v's tap room at the vistancia oh, yeah. yeah yeah so um so the dude was like, I'm looking. He's like, dude, you got to try the Kalax. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm like, yeah, whatever. He's like, it's a dollar off or whatever. Happy. I'm like, okay, I'll try it. And I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> this is what it's supposed to be. So now I now I can't go away from it. So thanks a lot for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love that beer. And, and um, in the uh, episode with the Hoppy Craftsman, you had, you had mentioned that, that that beer is a pain in the ass. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Why? Um, so it just—it's a really. There's a lot of wheat in that beer, and oats, and so when you add wheat and oats into a mash, it literally turns into Jello. Wheat, wheat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Not weed. Right. <laughs> I mean, I we're not like there yet. Yeah. <laughs> Some laws need to change. Right. Exactly. Right. Weed beer. Weed beer. Yeah. Uh, anybody want to collab? Right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no. So. Yeah, there's just a lot of like wheat and oats, so it turns into jello. So sometimes uh, it, it was just a, it was really difficult to find a way to make that over and over again without getting a stuck mash, which luckily we have been able to. So, um, and uh, it just there's the process with it. Um, it's supposed to be really turbid and hazy and like all this, just really murky looking, right? So. Um, it leaves a lot behind, so it just in our kettle is like destroyed <laughs> afterwards. So we have to like clean it, uh, like do a pretty serious cleaning on it after we're done brewing every time. But it's one of the beer that we like. We all love it, uh, and so we enjoy making it. It's just yeah, it's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a true labor of love. Yeah, well, and then fermentation too. So when we we usually do twenty barrels of it at a time. And so when we do 20 barrels of it, uh, our, um, the, the bucket that we have, you know, filled with water, our airlock, uh, is, um, that will just overflow with Krausen constantly. What's Krausen? So Krausen's just like the, uh, what you get at the top of fermentation. So it's, it's a just, foamy kind of stuff. It's all that foam. Yeah. 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 So it'll, you know, spill over and then like go into the drain. And then since it's mostly foam, it'll kind of cover the drain and then just keep going yeah <laughs> so we've uh stupid we've, physics <laughs> right we've literally uh come in like uh on monday and it's just like lake kalax <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh it's super fun to clean up uh i mean it's a great beer it's just it has its problems yeah, yeah. it's a double-edged sword man and and now that, right. that everybody loves it so much like it's not a matter of like oh hey you know sorry we couldn't get the oats that we need for that can't make it anymore like screw that it's too hard to make people are like, no you got to make it yeah. yeah and now we got a blueberry one here Is that yeah yeah so here? we kind of uh we wanted to do 
we wanted to see how fruit would blend in with blueberry calyx, uh, with calyx, sorry. Um, so we've, we played with it before and it was, we did cherries and vanilla once and it was called chillax. Um, and then now we did, um, like a blueberry version of it. And we've noticed that calyx takes really well to like fruit. Mm. Um, it's plays really nice so it really does yeah so we're we're gonna kind of continue that and see where it goes yeah see if we hit one that's just like nope <laughs> <laughs> rhubarb calax <Right>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows man maybe yeah. i'll put that on the list yeah. there you go there you yeah. go you can call it the tap that az right there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one's really nice it, it uh I think you can see what you you can taste what you mean by it taking the, the fruit well because there's still that that nice character like IPA character to it, but it the the berries or the yeah the blueberries just kind of smooth it out in a way that I haven't tasted in any other kind of northeast style. So the best way that it was described to me was like a smoothie, right? Like it has like that smoothie quality. So you can you can definitely taste Kalax. Um, there's all those like. You know, it's nice and bitter, round, juicy, mm-hmm. and then blueberry on top of that. So you already had, like, you know, people told me that uh, Kalax kind of reminds them of, like, a mimosa. So if you take mimosa, then you just add blueberry. Like, how? Yeah. That's, like, that's dope. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want that, right? Yeah. And it's got the little bit of, it's the more of the, for, at least from what I tasted, was the more of the, the tart side of blueberries, too. Mm-hmm. There's a little tartness to yeah. it. Yeah. So, I like, like, that. Fr- like, I like to think of it as, like, fresh like blueberries right, right. like mm-hmm. actual like the flesh of that, it and pop yep yeah, yeah exactly the so pop. that's that's kind of fre- fresh uh, blueberries was definitely like what we wanted to do we wouldn't we don't really particularly take too kind to like extracts and whatnot oh uh, yeah i mean yeah. i know there's a time and a place for it and i, I understand it but i just it, if i don't have to do it i'm not going to and i, I don't think i ever will to be honest yeah so I mean, even for like blap lap, we don't use any coloring, so it's blood orange, and sometimes we don't get that like color for um, blap lap the way they wanted. So we use beets to compensate nice. just for color. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So Does that affect the the, the flavor? There, we use so little beets in the, in those batches, like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't really. I mean, you you can't really taste it. The blap lap, my favorite name of a beer, by oh, the way. Thank too. you. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's a, like. It's a, it's a sound. It's not a name. Yeah, like I think a, it's an onomatopoeia. Is what they call it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so is K-Lecture, is that your number one? Is that your top selling or is uh, Frontside? So, for the tap room, uh, Black Lap is our number one. Okay. Oh, Black Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Black Lap is our, our number one uh, on on the streets. Uh, it's Kalex. <laughs> <The streets. laughs> yeah, for for like our our wholesale, uh, it's definitely like it's it's Kalex. Kalex is number one, which we um, shameless plug. Uh, we just got uh, Kalex in at Top Golf in Gilbert. So if you're ever going to Top Golf in Gilbert, drink some Kalex. Nice. It's good to hear they're doing something for local. That's good. <laughs> yeah, they were they were really supportive, man. They wanted to get us in for a while, but they're they have a. Uh, they they do like a new menu every like couple months. Everything every like three months. So we were just waiting. Yeah, like outside the door, just yeah. like peeking in the window. <laughs> <laughs> and so you guys are, um, and on your website too, there's a tap locator. People mm-hmm. can go on that on the website and see where you guys are. There's you guys are on a tap like. Clarkdale. I saw a place in Clarkdale. Yeah. I don't even know where Clarkdale is. Oh, uh, <laughs> four eight. Yeah, yeah, four eight Winemarks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's Clarkdale? Clarkdale is just north of Old Town Cottonwood and just uh, just okay. like straight down the hill from Jerome. Gotcha. Gotcha. Y- yeah. Nice. I've never, I've never been there. <laughs> I'm also a big wine drinker. Oh, I'm, gotcha. I'm a big fan of local wines, so oh, I'm, gotcha. I'm up there pretty frequently. Oh, cool. Yeah. And that's cool. You guys are all, I mean, you're all over the place. You're on tap handles. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first year we wanted to kind of get our name out there, so we wanted to reach as many people as possible and just do a lot of like events or, you know, just kind of like an introduction like, hey, we're 12 West. Yeah. You know, um, and here's our beer. Um, and then since since then, um, I can only produce so much. So we've had to kind of like cut that back a little bit. And so we're we're kind of just we're trying to feed as many accounts as we can without, you know, overdoing ourselves. Yeah, right sure. So that can be a hard thing to do. I've talked to a few people that like where I've gone into a place and said, dude, I want to let me get a little bit. And they're like, oh, we're out. 
this is at the brewery. Mm-hmm. I'm at, we're out. But if you go down to so and so, they have it on tap. You right. Know? And I didn't. Ju- and it was not like, oh, screw this place. It was just like, man, it made me think like. Wow, that's interesting. That's a tough balance if oh, yeah. you're going to have those retail accounts. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes, I mean, like, you want to keep them happy, yeah. but you also got to feed your tap room. Yeah. And you're, to me, like, the tap room is the most important thing. I mean, it literally keeps keeps the lights on for everything else. So yeah. um, and that's that's kind of that, that balance is really, I wouldn't say difficult. It just was kind of tedious to find mm-hmm. on that, that perfect balance of, well, do I let... I know I only have like a barrel left to front side. Do I let half barrel go out to market or do I just keep all of it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. finding, finding how to do that is, was, was difficult because sometimes you just, you want to keep saying yes to your accounts because you want to keep them happy and they're going to keep selling your beer. And sometimes you just, you have to say like, I can't, I don't have enough beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's a hard thing for people to say no, and I think that yeah. takes them down a, a bad path sometimes. You know, yeah. it's just like oh, I can't tell them no, no right. should, but yeah. Um, so the front side, that's that's another one of the one of the flagships. Yeah, front side. Um, it's uh, so front side's my baby. Um, I, this is uh, the longest recipe that I've had in the works. So West Coast IPA was, um, it's my favorite style, still is to this day. I mean, I think. Sierra Nevada for kind of getting me into that whole deal like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is kind of what started all of this uh, for me Um, but Frontside was taking that West Coast IPA and then just turning it a little bit more fruity because I do when I was when I was getting into beer and drinking IPAs and I was always drinking piney like you know resiny beers um, and I kind of got burnt out on them for a minute Right. And so for me trying to find like, what's that, what is going to be in an IPA that's just going to like, I want to keep drinking, but I'm also, my palate's not going to get bored or wrecked. Yeah. So I, I literally just made batch after batch after batch of this IPA trying to find that, that balance. And I think I got it to the point where I just had to say like, okay, this is good enough. (laughs) Stop. So, um, but I mean, it, it was a lot of, a lot of work. I mean, it started off by literally just kind of putting like a recipe together and then just peeling off or adding more or, you know what i mean just, just in small amounts yeah yeah so yeah. one variable at a time is how i would do it and yeah. if, you all, if you guys like have brewed i mean that's it's, it's a long process it's it's a commitment yeah it's a it's a commitment so you know batch after batch after batch was was trying to do yeah <laughs> it's not like that. you're doing three right you're doing right. three okay oh, we get the okay now we got it yeah right yeah so for the the anniversary release, you added mango and grapefruit to Frontside, which I love. Yes, love grapefruit in an IPA, and this one turned out phenomenal. This like I, great, I really, yeah. really love this beer. Thank you. So, is that just you wanted to play with it again, see what happens? Is yeah. your curiosity? Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to see, like, I you know, I like to take a good base to so like Frontside um, and just see what happens when I throw things into it. And we had. Um, extra mango and grapefruit from I don't remember what but we just had it in the cooler and we just were like hey let's just throw it in like to like 10 barrels and see what happens and it's one of the best things because we all like fell in love with the beer immediately uh, mango grapefruit was like we're like it's not like it's um, like way way better than Frontside. it's just different yeah yeah it's just different it, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how else to say it. That's, it's, it's definitely still front side plus. Right. Yeah, exactly. So front that's, side plus. That's yeah. a good name. Front side plus. Right. So that's, uh, we, we're really excited about that one. And so I think um, we're probably going to bring that back. Um, Please bring that back. We'll, we'll bring it back, uh, you know, here and there. So. Nice. I have to, we're, we're just timing our releases like throughout the year. So yeah, I, I think that one's going to come back. The grapefruit's really significant in it too. Like you can really, but not over, not like, oh, so much grapefruit. Like mm-hmm. it's obvious. If no one told you what that was, you'd like, first thing you would taste like, yeah, there's grapefruit in there. Right. You know? Um, so if you like grapefruit. Well, it, and it plays, it plays off like really well with the hops too. Cause it I really, thought, really I thought does. it was just going to be like, oh, they're too similar. It's just not, it's not noticeable. But I mean, we, we use, I mean, for bittering, we use CTZ or Columbus Tomahawk Zeus. Um, then we use Citroen Amarillo for, uh, 
like the rest of the boil and um, for dry hop we use citra and amarillo so I thought like citra and amarillo would have been kind of like oh it's you know it's just gonna get like washed away but it does really well with both of those yeah <laughs> so. it's good balance yeah. really really good balance between everything yeah uh, what else flagship wise so you've got um, blap blap Kalax Swifty is one, right? That's a that uh, Swifty was Swifty. It, yeah. I mean, it, it's as far as like flagships go. I mean, uh, Frontside, Kalax, and Black Leopard. Like okay. those are the those are the ones that we're turning, you know, every week. Yeah. Um, Swifty is kind of like our, I don't know, like our our bench warmer. Okay. First man off the bench. <laughs> so so Swifty's like the 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 beer that's like it's always around and we're always gonna we're, we're always gonna keep it. Um, but it, it doesn't really like it does better times in uh, or it does better in different times of the year I guess okay. I mean this is our first year so what am I what do I know um, <laughs> that one time of the year <laughs> well, that one time of the year uh, but was, you know it was it was, it was selling <laughs> it was selling really well in like in fall and it's kind of died off but yeah. we've always had it and it's just it, it does well it's not bad by any means but it's it's the, it's the beer that we have for people that uh want to come in and you know have like a light a light something really light to drink i mean it's 3.8 percent it's super refreshing uh it's crisp um it is just it's a it's a good like standby beer it's a good okay. like you know palate cleanser if you will yeah you know sure. yeah. you have two ipas and you're like ah maybe i need to switch to something else like swifty would be that beer yeah okay yeah. gotcha so we might need to switch to that after this moving mountains Coffee double IPA. Yeah. What the hell is that? I am excited to try that one. So. <laughs> should we wait to try that one, actually? Um, I mean, what, depending on what you guys have there. Um, actually, no, you guys are good. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, actually, I'd go I'd go with Plumbus. Yeah. First. Plumbus. Okay. This is the, uh, this is a Berliner Weiss. Berliner Weiss. Berliner. So you added plums to, to it? Yeah. Is that yeah. the name? Uh, since we've already talked about Kalex, Swifty, and Plumbus, <laughs> I am a huge Rick and Morty fan. And and for no other reason than your beer names, I love your guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we're uh, we're huge uh, Rick and Morty fans. Um, I think I am the most out of uh, everybody at the brewery. But, um, I mean, they, they've done well for us. Plumbus was just kind of a given. Um, it was funny. <laughs> as soon as we were like, Plum Berliner Weiss... Uh, you know, our uh, our sales director came in, Sarah Sarah Ritchie, and uh, she was like, "You're gonna name this beer Plumbus, right?" And I'm like, "Yes." It was there the whole time. It was there the whole time, <laughs> and she got so excited. So it was, uh, I was like, "That that's it. It's done." So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a it's a standard like our just a straight Berliner Weiss recipe. Um, we kettle soured, uh, and then we. We let it ferment out with uh, same um, yeast strain that we use uh, in Black Lab, um, okay. which I think is White Labs 351. I'm pretty sure. I think that's it. We're going to fact check that. Yeah, yeah. fact check it, no, please. Well, please. It's going to yeah. be important. Yeah. Uh, there's so many numbers. So, <laughs> <laughs> Just so this, this one, uh, my wife and I were at Wandering Tortoise a couple of days ago, and it's on there. Okay. And I said, okay, she's, she's not a beer drinker like I am. She'll have... I'm still trying to figure out what she likes, but she likes fruity sours. She likes some like sweet stouts. So when I saw it was on, I said, "This is what you need." And then there was uh, Fruitlands on from Modern Times. Yeah. So she ordered both, and I said, "All right, I'm, which one do you like?" She picked Plumbus. She Whoa, she went Plumbus over nice. Modern Times. So. That's crazy. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I love Modern Times. Yeah. Those guys do it well. But I, do. I, I yours, like it. Yours is better, according to his wife. So. Yeah, <laughs> and she's a professional. And she's a pro- professionally approved. <laughs> but I, I, I really like Plumbus because I think it's really it's it was the perfect beer for her because it's it's approachable for anyone. It's it's an easy way into the the style. It's smooth. It's really delicious. Well, thank you. I mean, that one came out really well. Um, it was kind of nice to see what kind of beers like I can get like really creative with for like the anniversary, and which ones would stick. Apparently, all of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was. I, I'm really, really happy that the way people are like kind of receiving these new beers that we put out. 
But yeah, Plumbus was definitely something that I've been wanting to do for a while. And because we were playing catch up with Kalax and Lap Lap and Frontside, we don't really get to Kettle Sour. So the chance that we got, like there was a little break. We're just like, dude, Kettle Sour, now. <laughs> Go. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Jay, Jay got on it like immediately. And, and uh, I mean, we dude, knocked it out of the park. So, yes, I, I agree. This acquisition, so there, so when I always thought of like farmhouse, uh, like um, I think uh, Wonderlust has a, a they, they kind of specialize in those Belgian styles, right? Yeah. So I always kind of think of a little bit of a sweeter, um, like a saison kind of style. Almost, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's about as as funky as you can get without getting sour. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, then I've tasted some recently. I, I, There's a um, Prairie Artisan one that I tasted, and it was basically like a like a sour. So yeah. it, like it's I've had the same seemed like the same style, but completely not completely different. But from sweet to to tart. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what this. So acquisitions is pretty. It's it's pretty spicy. Like and you can and smell it. And not like hot spicy, but just in spices. I guess is right. is the better. Oh, dude, that's great! Oh, like it's it's like it's right in the middle because so I yeah. like tartness and I like sweetness, but not too much on either side. Yeah, we we were really happy with this beer, and uh, it uh, it kind of like has all those those Belgian qualities that that I really like. I mean, it's not too bubble gummy, you know, yeah. yes. and that's kind of like a turn off for me. But it, it, it's almost I would say like basil bay leaf. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, it's I know really I'm nice. smelling something. I'm like, are these? Diablo burger french fries like, you know, <laughs> which by the way are my favorites right. like those, those french fries are killer <laughs> yeah it's it's a very interesting beer but it's also like it's heavily carbed i mean i think we have this one almost at like 2.8 volumes so it's it's higher carb than the rest of our beer yeah. um but it gives it that nice like kind of brightness with it as well um so for for the anniversary releases, you clearly got to play around. Mm-hmm. You, you have a bunch of different styles that you've got up here. Yeah. Do you have a like a, a favorite go to style that you like to brew? Um, not really. I mean, we we always go with IPA. You know, that's kind of like our jam. Um, but we also in, really enjoy doing stouts. Um, nice. It's my favorite. Stouts style are are really fun to brew. Plus, they make the brewery smell amazing like Christmas oh, yeah. all the time. So it's it's pretty nice. Uh, but I mean like our our kind of our favorite is is um I mean my favorite at least is definitely still IPA to brew. Um not northeastern. No. <laughs> Just regular. Uh I think and I think our lead brewer um Jay he uh I think his his is like loggers. He really loves to do loggers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So there's definitely going to be some loggers in our future nice. for sure. There seems to be a big, I shouldn't say big, but it seems to be a trend shift. There's a lot more loggers popping up. Yeah. I think that has to do kind of with the fact that people, you know, want to drink good beer, but they also <laughs> don't want to, they don't want to like overdo it. Because I mean, if you go through a six pack of like IPA or pale ale or whatever, it's going to wreck your palate one, mm-hmm. uh, or you're going to get palate fatigue, if you will. <laughs> uh, and then you're just going to get like, you're going to get probably shit house like yeah so maybe some maybe part of the reason why but. right maybe that's what you're looking for but uh, i mean there's a lot of people that like want to go down the river and like you know smash a pilsner and for example like grand canyon pilsner does a really good example of a pilsner um here it's like it's one of my favorite like beers or one of my favorite pilsners is that one is which one uh grand canyon's pilsner oh gotcha okay yeah look for that one yeah i've never yeah. had that one it's either. like it's a super clean beer yeah um nice. But, you know, a beer like that, you want to drink, like, on the river, yeah. yes. fun camping. Mm-hmm. You want to you be able to drink kind of, like, all day yeah. and not be shithoused. Right. <laughs> so I think that that's, that's partially why Pilsners are kind of, like, you know, or lighter log- lagers are making a comeback. Plus, there's a lot of, you know, different things that you can do with lagers, like Baltic porters. And there's, you know, beer de guards. All, the, all these different types of beers that have, like, crazy, pla- like... Uh, flavor profiles uh, and, and they're lagers and people just kind of forget about them. Yeah, yeah. interesting. That's good. That is interesting. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, like um, Goldwater, Goldwater's big on, on lagers and they do some of those. It, it's a Martin, a lager? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they do so, those styles that, um, and I know Chad's big about like bringing those styles in that most people avoid because they are a logger and they take up that real estate and they take the time. Yep. Um, but if you can do it and pull it off, that's a, that's a whole different, whole different oh, yeah. market that you're hitting there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It definitely is a, it's a labor of love for those. Um, I mean, luckily, the, you know, Jay came from, um, he came from uh, Mother Earth Brewing, uh, I think it was in North Carolina, and uh, so not the one in... Not the California not the one. California one. Okay. Um, so they made a lot of loggers there, and so that's where he learned how to really make them efficiently. Okay. So that's, that's kind of what he's bringing to the table over here, and we've... We've discussed it. It's just you know finding tank space to do it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure when you open up the bigger facility too, that's that's gonna that's gonna help to free up, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so speaking of, um, um, once again, I've been I've mentioned this twice now because I really want to try this. The Moving Mountains Coffee Double IPA. This is not a river beer. No. No. <laughs> it depends no. on what kind of river you want to go down. I mean, this is either your morning beer or your night beer. I don't know. Whatever, like your nightcap. I don't. I don't know. Whatever you want to. However you want to play it, but oh man, the answer is yes. Yes, yeah. yes to both. <laughs> yes. The smell. Like, I'm huge on smells. I love. I like. I'll sit there and smell beer for forever. Um, and it has like a. It's got the coffee, but like a sweeter coffee. Yeah. Like. Um, so this one, I think, was a single origin Ethiopian bean, and like Ooh, like a Yirgacheff or something like um, that. I'm not exactly entirely like entirely sure. So we have uh, we go through Spirit Mountain Coffee. Yeah. And it's just. One dude, uh, his name's Tudor. Yeah. Um, Tudor? He, yeah, Tudor. Yeah. And uh, just a really, like, really awesome guy. And he just kind of makes specific blends and roasts for 12 West. Yeah. Um, and so when he brought this in, I was like, I'm going to use this in an IPA. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's like the first you thing. You didn't even like, have to think twice about yeah, it. Yeah, well, yeah. He, he showed it to me. I was like, uh, and the first thing I was like, I'm, I'm going to put this in an IPA. Right. This, is, this is amazing. <laughs> right. Because it's almost, it's almost like... Um, like the, the nose on it, it's almost like a latte or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yep. That comes through. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of um, um, of the Ethiopian style coffees. Like they're the, the, the beans from there, like Yirgacheff. It's more, it's like a lighter coffee. It's not like the dark French roast or anything like right. that. It's lighter and it almost has more of like a kind of citrusy mm-hmm. if you can call a coffee citrusy. You know, so that's a good because most people don't go that way with a coffee beer. You know, they kind of go to the other side of it. Right. Yeah. So it was a good choice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah this this one you. turned out really great. I I tried it the anniversary weekend, and it just, it, it's, one, I want to know how you kept the color. Oh, okay. What kind of black magic allows it to <laughs> still look like an IPA when you have coffee coffee in there, if it's not a trade secret. And um, and then I, w- I was surprised at how well it worked with the IPA. It it's you, you don't lose any of the IPA notes with right. it, so. So um, I mean, it's not really a trade secret. It's just like we just kind of we figured we were going to get some color off of the bean, so we brewed it a little lighter, and so when it's steeped, so we we pretty much do everything like we cold steep, and that's how we, you know, with whole beans. So. So you do it like a whole beans. like a yeah. like a. Dry, like after ferment or after boil you in the bright tank in yeah the bright tank so like a dry hop but you're doing it with uh, beans the, the scent, yeah so okay. we set it up with a bag i mean it literally looks like we're just it just hanging a bag yeah and then we let it sit there for uh five days usually on anything coffee and then that's kind of the that's what you get interesting yeah so was that hard to was that hard to perfect that one or was it Mm-hmm, no. no, this one was like I we kind of so this one was conceptual all the way through with my team. So um, you know Justin uh, Gullickson, or Ush Solomon, and then Jay Mead, our lead brewer, and then me. We literally sat down and like, how do we want to approach this beer? And I think this was like the first beer that we actually all like just took on as a team. Um, and we all decided that it was should be like a tra- like a uh you're not a traditional there's no really traditional but just like your standard west coast like double ipa but like give it like even more of like piney notes mm-hmm. and so we just stuck with classic i mean it's just centennial and cascade in there um and then just that bean i mean that's literally all it was yeah so. i like the balance and, and once again that the choice on the beans was that was 
spot on. Nice, nice job, dude. Thanks. That's all. That's all, Tudor. Like he just brought Tudor. Yeah, he just he just gave me a bunch of stuff, and he was like, "Which one do you like the best?" And I was like, "That one." Tutor, as in like like math tutor. Yes. Okay. All right. (laughs) Yes. Or coffee tutor. Coffee tutor. Coffee tutor. Oh yeah. I guess I've been. So uh, (laughs) yeah, he's been he's been really good to us, man. He's uh, just just every time we get his coffee, it's so consistent, and that's something that I I definitely look for in pretty much anything that we use is consistency, like for our products. Yeah. Our raw materials it definitely has to be consistent, and his coffee's just damn good. Yeah, is is he retailed? Like, can you get his? Uh, I think you can um, get his stuff online. So What's it right called now, again? Uh, Spirit Mountain Coffee. Spirit Mountain Coffee. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, you can get his stuff online. He has really, really good coffee. I every time I usually have coffee at the brewery, it's that. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. nice. And then we got a what? What exactly is a wee heavy? I mean, that's a. This is interesting. This is the the weight. So barrel aged wee heavy. Yeah, so we heavy is like a Scotch ale, but twice that. Okay, I mean, that's the simplest way to explain <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so if you could do a Scottish ad- accent, it's a wee heavier. <laughs> it's a wee heavier. It's a wee heavier. Than, than I can't a do a Scottish accent. Though. I might have did Irish there, but it's pretty close, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and then we took that because you know that's not heavy enough, and then put it in a. <laughs> we took As we that. both spit our beers right. across the bar. <laughs> Uh, we put it in a, in essentially like a Jack Daniels barrels. They won't Jack Daniels doesn't like to be called bourbon, but it's essentially bourbon. Like, <laughs> How what, dare you? What is right. it? The mash whiskey or what do they call it? They the call it Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. Marketing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can taste that though. You can yeah, definitely. The, yeah. The, it's a nice compliment. It that works really well together. The the taste, the kind of not caramely barrel, along with with the the Scotch body. That's that one came out really nice. You yeah. know what I like about beers like this is that you like it, you know that if you drink too many of these, you're going to get jacked up. You oh, know? for so, sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. You're, it's, yeah. you're in for it. Yeah. It's like in nature where like plants are bitter for a reason because mm-hmm. the animal's like, okay, I know yeah, that's going to kill me. <laughs> right. You know that if you drink too many of these, you're, yeah. I mean, we, we only serve them in 10 ounces because I feel like if anything above that, Right. You'd prob- I'd probably have a lot of people like laying just on the ground <laughs> in the bar, and then we wouldn't like you know be around very long. No. Yeah, probably not so much. No. And then we've got um, what's the last one that we have Deadbolt. here? The Deadbolt. I've heard about this one. This has got a reputation on the street. Oh, weird. Yeah. So Deadbolt <laughs> is named after a. Uh, are you guys familiar with the band Thrice? Yes. Um, also, there's a lot of other names that I have that thrice are thrice references. Thrice references. Thrice references. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thrice beers. Um, so, Deadbolt is one of their more like famous songs, and it's just one that I like. You know, growing up in high school, I listened to a lot. So, uh, Russian Imperial Stout is just a big, heavy, big beer, and yeah. that's why I thought Deadbolt would be perfect for it. Um, but this beer is. I mean, it's it's nine and a half percent. It uh, it really uh, the original um, like recipe for it when we when we first started. It was just so much like special B and all of these like roasty kind of like malts, and then we decided to boil it for three hours. <laughs> so <laughs> why so long? Uh, we wanted to we wanted to kind of get that like really like viscous kind of like um, like mouth feel into it concentrated a little bit more get that gravity up um, and then after that we put it in barrels and we decided hey uh, you know it'd be cool getting uh, Vermont maple syrup <laughs> and then and then we're like cool yeah Vermont maple syrup do you want to put that in a in a uh, bourbon barrel Sure. And so we put the bourbon, we put the maple syrup in a bourbon barrel, let it age for two months, pulled that out, and then put it right back into Deadbolt. Uh, so nice. yeah, hey, so that's that's Deadbolt for you. I love this beer. Yeah. I really do. It's great. It's it's my favorite style anyway. I love I love stouts, but it's this one is deceptively easy to drink because it doesn't it doesn't feel as heavy as right. it actually is. Right. So it's really, really drinkable, dangerously so. 
Yes. With all of the flavors yes. that come out, I yeah, I, I fell in love with this one fast. <laughs> it's interesting you say that because like we just talked about the weight and the percentage is 0.1% off. One's 9.6, this one's 9.5. Yeah. Completely different than what I said about like you know you're going to get jacked up with this one. You're like, oh, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah we're, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Next thing you know, Noel's carting me out of the, out of the tap room here. <laughs> I do have a couple dollies, so I think we can <laughs> Yes. It might take both of them. I'm kind of a big dude. But, uh, so I had a, an experience uh, a few years back with uh, I had a, an Imperial Stout. And, and it, I know it wasn't the beer, but I was, I was getting really sick, and that was the last thing that I drank. You know that taste aversion, Uh right? And so, but every time now I taste an Imperial Stout, I'm like, oh, you know, I sip, I I taste them. This one doesn't do that. So, yeah, thank you for breaking my taste aversion to these Imperial Stouts. Looks like I'm just, (laughs) I'm doing a lot for you. I know, geez, man. The best day of his life right now. (laughs) It really is. is, Yeah. It's the day he got married, the day his kids were born. And today. And today. Not necessarily <laughs> Not <that> order. order. <laughs> Not, yeah, exactly. Yes. Top ten. Top ten for all yeah, all of those. But um, no, dude, these these every one of these are, are fantastic, man. These are you guys make great, well balanced beers and um, and I love that you take your flagships and you you put something into them. Right, you do the front side and you put something into it. You put the mango grapefruit and you know. So you're keeping that base. But you're just kind of tweaking a little bit and yeah. seeing what works, man. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having, like, you know, people's, like, favorites, like, frontside and, you know, kind of switching it up for them. I mean, people have really enjoyed that. Yeah. And so I think we'll probably try a couple fruit variants on maybe, you know, I mean, we already do it with frontside and Kalex, so I, I don't know if there's anything else that we'd really switch it up with. Black Lap's kind of essential because it has blood oranges, so I'm not yeah. going to switch that up at all. Yeah. But some I, I know I, I, we like doing things with fruit, so yeah, you know, that's always fun. Especially yeah. like now that we're going to be doing our sour program, yeah. it's going to be a lot of that. A lot of fruitiness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> exciting. So, all right, as with any great thing that you do in this world, you can't do it alone. So you, you've, got a, you've got a great team behind you too, right? I do. I yeah. have an awesome team. Um, we have, uh, so it's uh, me and... Brian, you know, my business partner, and then I have my brew team, which is, you know, Jamie and uh, Justin Gullickson. Uh, and then we have our in-house fabricator, uh, Cecil. Uh, I call him CJ. Uh, Stevens, he's a great dude, man. He does our deliveries, too. And, I mean, anything and everything he pretty much just, like, will do. Yeah. Um, wonderful guy, but he, he saved our asses more times than I can count on stuff that, like, we needed welded. And he's certified stainless welder so i mean like nice it's awesome to have them on board uh and then we have like a we just have a great uh you know taproom staff uh jay lynn she you know ours is our general manager she runs the whole ship over here keyword general right yeah general <laughs> that's right uh not know. in general as in like general like no, random like general like general manager general yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. um you know and then we have we have really good beer servers uh here so we have lucretia she's great uh we have uh, Steven and Renan, and uh, the whole team um, here uh, has really like set that precedence for like regulars to come back and make this kind of like their home. You know, yeah. everyone comes in, says hi. Everyone, you know, they remember pretty much everyone, and even like new people that come in, like you know, it's it, that's what we try to do is make you feel as comfortable as possible. And then we have Sarah Ritchie, who's our sales everything slinger the slinger yeah the slinger yeah uh and and you know she's been she's been killing it out there so much so that i'm just like please stop selling so much beer right. stop being so good at what <laughs> you do stop being <laughs> stop doing your job be good but not that good all right so uh you know we 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 do have a really good team um and i'm i'm happy that that we're where we're at right now with definitely could not do it without any of these uh any of these people because they just they literally pour their heart and soul into this company, uh, and it—it's more. It, it's like it's. It, I mean, we're essentially just like family over here. So that's really kind of where we wanted to yeah. kind of keep that and keep that going. Even even when we get bigger, we want to try to keep that whole thing, yeah, kind of the same. But it's, you know, 
we'll see how that happens. Right. <laughs> how, that, how that works out, you know, adding adding more people to the family. Yeah, <laughs> the huge like facility, like eighty thousand square feet, and oh my you know. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get that big. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> well, it is the plan. Like, do you yeah. guys have it? Like, cause, so I know recently you just started uh, distributing cans. You had a can release with Kalax. You did a, a bottle release. Um, what is is there is there a plan? Yeah. So. Mostly the plan is to, you know, have the three locations. So you'd have uh, 12 West at Bar None and then Cuvée and uh, then 12 West Main. Um, and those things, I think, for right now is where our plans are set until we get those going. Then we'll see where the next step is. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we want to do production. I don't think our, our goal isn't to be, like, the biggest. We don't want to be, you know, the next Santan or the next Four Peaks or, you know, uh, that we just want to kind of stay where we can make fun beers, but also put some out to the market where everyone can enjoy it and put out a consistent product. Yeah. So is it just that sustainability and being yeah. able to keep it at this level and maybe scale up, scale exactly. up, and keeping that quality and consistency. Yep. Nice, man. Yeah. Nice. So everything's 12 West Brewing, right? 12westbrewing.com, Instagram, Twitter, yep. Facebook. Facebook, Twitter, Live Journal, MySpace. <laughs> what is Live Journal? <laughs> I, I didn't get it. Chris lost. You guys, his mind. you guys have been around that long? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Chris almost fell off his chair, and I don't even know what's going on right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain it to you. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. So our yeah, all our uh, social media is just Twelve Whispering. Nice, nice. Chris, where can we find you? Uh, I am at Chris Runoff. Pretty much anywhere that's worth finding me. So okay, Chris Runoff. Yeah. Okay, nice. Chris has been doing some great stuff for uh, Arizona Food and Beer too. Rating some great articles, Thanks, consistency. I love it, man. Keep up the good work of the editing and teaching me how to use my own equipment that I've had for almost a year now. I, I, I'm no hero. Man. Yeah, I just, I'm just a man with a vision. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. All right, so you guys can find us at tapthataz.com, tapthataz podcast on Instagram. Um, I think it's Tap That Easy on Facebook. I don't know. But if you're listening to this, you know how to get to Facebook and, and find us. Yeah. We, we haven't tweeted. Tweeted. You know, that's... Uh, <laughs> Twatted. <laughs> Twatted. What, what, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're going to... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, guys, thanks for listening to the show and for your support of the Arizona craft beer scene. Um, our goal is to put Arizona beer on the map, so we need your help. Help us spread the word. Tell someone you know. Take a listen to the show. Watch the videos on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe so you get all the material, all the content when it comes out right away so you don't miss out and um, call off work if you need to to watch this stuff and listen to it but uh, <laughs> guys thanks thanks for joining this has been great thanks very much thanks yeah. for having me absolutely and always remember stay awesome